Welcome back to another day of trading on Dynasty Wall Street, where every week we take three players and react to their value using the Dynasty Trade Calculator. Now, let's go down to the floor with our traders, Russ Fisher, John Bosch, and Kane Fussell. Welcome back, everybody, to another day of trading on the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. Russ, John, Kane, here, as always, to use Dynasty Trade Calculator and all of its goodness to talk about one player at each position to help everyone out there, including us, make some decisions about player values, to make some decisions about trades, to just have a good old time, because that's what it's all about. And we are jumping right in to Kane again, going quarterback and leading the show off, and has warned us that we just have not had enough chaos on this show lately, so he's about to introduce some. So Agent of Chaos, what do you have for us? Yeah, so let's talk about a young quarterback. Uh for John's favorite team, which is the New York Jets. Um, like, I I realize that, you know, obviously he is not great for fantasy. He's also not great for the NFL. He's not a great quarterback. Um, but it's also clear that the Jets have kind of built things around him and around his skill set, which is, uh, I'm not sure Can if he has a skill set. Um, but let's just dive right in. Um, the question is, Zach Wilson's value is currently at a late first in the calculator. Okay. Sorry, Easy. I screamed pick over what you were saying it was. So I don't know if John was waiting for you to repeat it. Yeah. <laughs> pick, 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 pick. I, I want the pick too. Um, what about two seconds? Zach Wilson for two seconds. Would you rather have the two twos? I would rather have the two twos. Same. Yeah. Like but not two two, but the two twos. Yeah. Not not the two two, but the two twos. Like if one of them was the two two, I would snap it just like it was a first. You know, but like I would if, still take two twos. Yeah, I, I think that's the answer because I was joking saying I wouldn't take two two because he actually scored a touchdown. Jeez, come on, Russ. <sighs> two two Atwell. Ah, hey. oh like poo poo crap well, am I right? Really? So oh. hold on. I'm supposed to be so in tune with you and your humor that I'm supposed nope. to connect that 2-2 Atwell, which I actually was watching when he scored the touchdown, was going to be part of this Zach Wilson conversation and understand that joke. That's yeah. a level that I would not take the other side. I would rather have Wilson over 2-2 Atwell. Yes. But 2-2s, for sure, I'm taking that. Yes. Yeah, okay. I, I think we're at a spot. Like, Would you take, let's say, like a mid-two? That feels about right. What are the quarterbacks that might, uh, like, eh, well, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Hooker now, do we? Uh, yeah. Like, that's probably the level of quarterback you're looking at in the mid-second now at this point, right? But what, what you know, instead of taking the pick, you could take a guy that we talked about last week, right? That's the value is a mid-two, which is Des Desmond Ritter. Would you rather have Zach Wilson or Desmond Ritter on your fantasy oh, team? Have we gotten to the list? Uh, he's not on the list. He's not on the list. <laughs> that's that's close. I honestly think they're uh, probably equal. I, I, I don't know how the Jets... I don't know how they can make Zach Wilson their quarterback next year. Like they It will. feels like a waste of a lot of young talent around him. You know? You got to move on at some point. <laughs> I don't know how many years you keep giving until you say, yeah, it was a mistake. You can't just keep repeating it. No, I'm with you. We might as well just dive into the list here, right, Russ? Yeah, I mean, like, I just... A fun list. 
it seems the Jets don't know how to draft a quarterback. So like hoping they draft a better one next is just like, but yeah, list. Um, so we have uh, just an easy breezy four names for you. Let's do it. Um, and also, if you could tell me uh, if any of these would be a starter next year, that would also <laughs> help. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so we have our boy, Zach Wilson. We have Daniel Jones. Sheesh. Jared Goff. And Derek Carr. Uh, this is easy for me. Uh, it goes Carr. Goff? Daniel Jones? And like those two are... Got Carr is a tier. Goff and Daniel Jones is a tier. And then like I guess uh, Zach Wilson still appears on the list because he was in the in the order. Um so I guess I have to put him on the list still. I'd rather not list him. <laughs> but he's fourth because it was a four person list. Yeah. I can't make him fifth or sixth. <laughs> you could. Okay. All right. I'm going to take a couple of blank space. I'm going to introducing the blank spot into Dynasty Wall Street rankings. I'm going to take the roster spot, otherwise known as the blank spot. Also known as Marcus Mariota. I would take Marcus Mariota. Oh. Oh. How about you, Russ? All right. My, I mean, this is actually a little tough for me, even though I know how I feel about all of these guys. I will just throw it out there. Yeah, Zach Wilson is, in fact, on the bottom. I have Daniel Jones first. I I don't know if he's going to be the starting quarterback next year. I think he's, he's doing really somewhere. Yeah, and he's doing really well for fantasy. And it's a bit more consistently than Derek Carr or Jared Goff are doing. And the ceiling, I think, is higher for Daniel Jones because he runs more than they do. I put Derek Carr second just because he has Devontae Adams on his team. And I think there's a better chance that if next year comes around even if Derek Carr is cut because I believe it's pretty easy for them to do it he will walk into a starting spot more likely than Detroit drafts a quarterback and might just hold on to Goff as their backup because I think all three of these guys are starters next year because that would be a smart move if they don't owe I have no idea what Goff's contract like but if they don't owe him a lot of money just keeping him as a backup is a really smart football move. So that's what worries me the most about Goff, but I'm still not putting him below Wilson because it's Zach Wilson. I mean, I, I do you really think any of these guys, I, Zach Wilson, I honestly think is the most risky one to be a starter next year. I, I, there is a path for all of these not to be a starter. And I think I put them in my order of... No, I think, if anything, Derek Carr probably does have the next best chance to be a starter ahead of Daniel Jones, but at least I'm scoring more points now. Uh, so I have Daniel Jones at one. Um, for one, for the main reason of Daniel Jones is actually a free agent next year. Um, so anyone has the shot of, of getting him, right? Um, and everyone knows that he's a free agent. Both Jared Goff and Derek Carr have outs on their contracts. Um, so we'll see. I would assume that they take that they release them. Um, Jared Goff is ten million dollar dead cap, or they can pay him, you know, forty, fifty million over the next two years. Holy ass! <laughs> yeah, or uh, Derek Carr, who has like I think thirty million that he's due, or a five million dollar out. Which yeah, I assume that they take that out, right? Yeah. Um. 
so that's why I have Daniel Jones at one because I think teams so not only is he playing the best out of all these quarterbacks but I think a team can go into free agency knowing that he's going to be there and so I think that probably lands him a better shot at being um, a starting quarterback also don't like discount the idea that he goes back to the Giants on a two-year deal um, because he's actually been playing pretty well um, I have Derek Carr at two because I, he's just a better quarterback than Jared Goff and I think he has a better chance of being that one-year starter that at least starting somewhere for one year, I think Derek Carr does over Jared Goff. And then that's the reason why Jared Goff is three. I agree with you, John. I think Zach Wilson is the most risky asset here. Um, but I th- I think not at the current price in the calculator, but the current price um, of Zach Wilson, I don't know if I wouldn't hate buying for a late two. Yeah, so I I honestly don't think it's the worst thing in the world to potentially like get a guy like Zach Wilson for a late two. Now, I I realize the risk that's associated with Zach Wilson, but like realistically, do either of you think that after this season, there's just no way we see Zach Wilson ever again on any team ever? I I think he's got. I think he could. He the Jets could, honest to God, start him again next year. They will. I mean, I, I think they will too. I don't know why. Or so. Like, so I here's what I would rather do. Right, I would rather buy him for a late twenty three two because right now whoever is has Zach Wilson probably just wants to be out because they've risked starting them for how many weeks in a row and have multiple losses. Right. Yeah. Really hoping that isn't your QB two on your team. <laughs> That'd be QB three is a stretch. I don't even uh, want him as my QB three at that at that price. Like I don't right. want to pay, I don't want to pay pay that for my QB three. But here's here's my thought: is if you buy Zach Wilson for a late two now, I think there's going to be enough hype around not only not necessarily the Jets but his weapons that will push him push his value back up at the start of next season, not to what it is what it was at the beginning of this season, but I think you're going to be able to buy for a 23, two and sell for a 24 one. Oh, I don't think you get a first. I, 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 I'll be surprised if he ever gets back to a first, like I think you could probably get like an, he might go from a late second to an early second. Uh, but like that to me, that's not the, that's not worth the risk. I'm just, I, I passed on him. I did add him to a couple of teams. (laughs) Like I think this year as my QB three, uh, because he was relatively cheap, and I regret it. <laughs> I regret it. Uh, no, I, he, I, looking, he like looking. We we talked about the starters. Let me let me ask you guys this. I mean, like Indianapolis, do they have their starter next year? Yeah, Derek Carr. <laughs> does Carolina? Does Houston? Does Atlanta? Does Tampa? Does Washington? Does Seattle? Does Detroit Giants Jets Raiders? I mean, like there are way more. <laughs> Way more quarterbacks are uh, way more teams that need a quarterback next year than there are quarterbacks coming in in this draft. So we might see these guys, this list shuffle around, but I think they all end up starters somewhere. Would if you could, would you buy any of these guys for a mid two? Yeah, I think, I, I, I think Carr I would, and Goff and Jones. Jones. I think I would pay that for all three of those. Yeah, and also if you're competing like i would always send a mid two for daniel jones especially this season like there's a chance i would even pay more yeah daniel jones has shown that he is not bad 
I, I think is really the best way to put it. And for a first uh, quarterback with first round capital, that's good enough to get you a second job. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all these guys have shown they can, they can do it. Or, you know, they could be Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's still, still starting. Uh, for the, like these guys can all follow that path. The reason I don't think Zach Wilson can is because I think Zach Wilson follows the Josh Rosen path. Like he might get, he'll get signed to teams, but like he's going to go in and have to show a whole hell of a lot to actually get back on the field. And I still, I think once he's done, I don't think he gets another shot. I think his only shot is the Jets next year. And I think once he's once the Jets move on from him, I, I don't see any team going out and really like trying to get him. He'll just kind of sign somewhere and be on a roster, but I I don't see any team investing anything in him or trying to make him their starter. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. But I think it's a worthwhile conversation to at least, like, you got to talk about these guys because this is what's actually going to increase, like, give you value gains between now and next season. It's these sort of players, the players that end up going in a really, really good situation that are able to just produce and give you three more years of production. That's pretty good. Imagine Daniel Jones switches from one New York team to the other. <laughs> That's, I mean, what was it? Uh, that would be hilarious. There was a defensive player, uh, <laughs> Hankerson maybe, or maybe Leonard Williams, or can't remember who it was, but yeah, literally just like across the, across the row for a locker room switch went from the Jets to the Giants. Nice. Okay. <clears throat> It's not often we get breaking news on this show, but I just saw one Wandell Robinson towards ACL. Oh, yep. Two, Jameson Williams is starting yep. practice. Yay! Finally, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Kyle Pitts towards MCL. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, that's it's this season's probably over, but fine, I don't care. Like, I wish they had sat him down before he got hurt and just said, your season's over because we're not going to use you. His uh, season was basically over when it started. Pretty much. God almighty. Um, so I'm not happy that he tore his MCL, but that's, MCL. Better, than, <laughs> that's better than a, a torn ACL. I mean, that's, you know, that's recovery and he'll be, he'll be fine. He should be I fine. believe it's two-thirds as bad. Is that a joke or? Yeah, because they're both CLs. Gotcha. See, I am not on my my wordplay. Granted, game. I know nothing about knees or really human anatomy, but all right. Uh, so just to move on from my ruining everybody's jokes, John, you have wide receiver. Why don't you start I, talking? I well, speaking of injured wide receivers. <laughs> oh fun. Guys, let's talk about some Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup comes in on the calculator at a 23 mid. First, anybody want to pick or anybody want Cooper Cup? Who wants what? I'm going to take the pick. I want Cooper Cup. I'll take the pick also, Russ. I want the mid pick. Um, Russ, what do you get? What 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 level are you giving for, for Cup? What would you give for him right now? If I'm a middling team who has either multiple firsts or someone else's, and it's like the best team in the league, so I feel like it's the 10, 11, 12. I'd probably do that. But Cooper Cup is starting last offseason, one of those players where when it's the non-point scoring season, it's almost impossible to get a first for him. He's old. He is white. He is on a 
offense that is so up and down. I know you're shaking your head, but it's unfortunately the truth. Um, it really isn't. Um, and I might as well take the 23 first. And then if I do buy him for a late first, hope to get a 24 first plus by the time the season starts, if I don't feel like starting him next season. Yeah, I'm taking the pick too. I, 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 I think that's the right move is the late first I would probably give for him, but honestly, uh, like I just, I'm concerned. <laughs> and what I really wanted to talk about was the one for one swap because Cooper cup, let's face it. Every team that had Cooper cup is probably a contending team. <laughs> they were getting massive points from Cooper cup. There was no reason Cooper cup was on any team that wasn't a contending team already. So now what do you do? What do you do? That's a huge loss from your starting lineup. What do you do to replace that? Uh, I can tell you what I did. Let's or, okay. Fine. Let's hear what you did first. I traded also, Cooper Cooper cup for Debo Samuel. Yeah. I think I think that's a I think that's a fair move. What what about you, Kane? Do you like that move? He's contending. No. Keep in mind. So get a player that actually helps you contend. Like if you're worried about an injured wide receiver, don't go out and get another injured wide receiver. I know. Debo injured? No, but he always is. Um, my goal he's, it, he's in the long run like half the games this season is to flip him before the end of the season for. My real goal is to find someone who will take on Depot because he's still only 26. So you have a bigger margin, a bigger selection of teams to trade Debo with than you do. It's very, very specific to find a team to trade Cooper Cup to right now. So it's there's more options with Debo. And I think I'll be able to go somewhere and get a young wide receiver that I think is upside and then another player who was scoring the same, if not more points than Debo just because they'll have lower dynasty value because chances are they're going to be old that I'm going after. So it was really what I thought to be the best stepping stone I can get, the best value I could get out of Cup. And if I have to hold on to Debo, he'll have spike games, I hope. So I spammed a league. <laughs> like I sent every, I think I sent just about every single team an offer of a one-for-one one receiver. I ended up getting Waddle, which made me pretty happy. I will take that like up front cup for Waddle, even when he wasn't hurt. But uh, I don't think that was my expectation. I was kind of shocked by it, and I think I stole there, quite frankly. Um, but the list, I, um, I don't know where, I don't have the list prepared because I wanted to ask you guys, what list do you want? <laughs> where do you, where do you think the list should begin for Cooper Cup right now? If you're trying to trade him away, what, where, what area? Because I literally have seen everything from me getting Waddle to, I saw him get traded for uh, DeAndre Hopkins in a league. Christian Kirk is one of them I saw. I saw that as well. I've seen Christian Kirk. Like his value is all over because again, it's a contender that just has to try and fill this, this point spot. And it's tough to trade the injured player to get that production. You're always going to take a hit. But in this case, like Cooper cup is the, that's a, that's a nice big piece to dangle in front of somebody that's playing for next year already. I still can't believe you got Waddle. I know. I know. Me neither. Okay, so so you're all the way down at the Christian Kirk level. He's number 32 on the calculator. Kane, what about you? Where would you – Oh, you no, that's not what I'm saying because clearly I got – I mean, Debo's got to be above that. So, yeah, But I'm saying that was just 17. the last one I saw. Okay, so Kane, what would what would you expect in return if you were offering one for one right now? Um, I would – like – 
the the problem is what I would expect is that I would actually get like a good wide receiver, but no one wants to trade one of those. Right? Well, like I'm not tra- I'm not trading What would Cooper- you give? What would you give for Cup right now? Let's do it that way. Um George Who's- Pickens. Um Okay. I would give Debo for Cooper Cup. Um would I would give, give Chris Godwin. Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Just because they're a hell of a lot younger. Um, but I think DK Metcalf is interesting. Okay. So yeah, I, I mean, I was looking at the rankings on the calculator and working my way up towards Cooper cup because Cooper cup is in at 12 and Metcalf is 13. Pittman is 14. And then London Olave, 15, 16, Debo, 17, 18 is Godwin. I think Godwin is an interesting one. I could be talked into giving Garrett Wilson for Cooper Cup. Garrett Wilson is one above Cup. And then you said George Pickens. And then yeah. below him, Devonta Smith, Traylon Burks, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin. I would rather have Cooper Cup than all of them, even with his injury. I mean, I'm pretty much there too, though I did like seeing Burks like uh, targets. Yeah, Burks is the one on that in, in that area of the list where um I I'm not giving like this plus he had a very good week, but I, I think because of the massive difference in age, I think Burks is, Burks I'm not giving. It's only like seven eight years, John. Come on. I know. Yeah, John. I know. Um, so, okay. do you actually want to try and do a list, or did we just pretty much do it right now? Well, I think we went through pretty much every player, but let me see if we missed anybody. Uh, I mean, like Adams, same age, but I'm taking Adams easily over Cup. I now. would trade away Cup for Adams. Yeah, same. I, I would, I, and I'd be pretty happy with that. Uh, did it? Did either of you guys want? Who did you want between Pittman and Cup? I would trade Cup away for Pittman. I want Pittman. Never a chance. Yeah, he, I didn't bother saying Pittman's name. Okay. I knew Caden was just. Gonna yeah, because I well, if the goal is that I'm competing. I would want someone that scores points. That's yeah. not Michael Pittman. With Matt Ryan coming back, <laughs> Pittman might start scoring some good points again. Yeah. All right. So I think we We've all given agreed eight on... targets to Alec Pierce, but we're still hoping for Michael Pittman. I think we all agreed on Olave over him, uh, Drake London over him. Debo sounded like there was a split. I'm probably taking Debo, um, but he's not my first choice on who I'm going. After. I did not feel great about it either. I just no. <laughs> I, I would look for a lot of other names. Godwin, I would want Godwin over Cup. Pickens, I I might take Pickens over Cup. I don't think I'm giving up Pickens for Cup right now. I am if not I'm, giving him up. Like if I'm competing, why would I do that? Like, what's the advantage to me? If I'm competing, I'm taking out a starter from my lineup. Like, I'm definitely not giving up pickings for Cup right now. Uh, I mean, I guess if I'm even if I'm rebuilding, I think I'd rather have pickings next year going into the year, especially from a value perspective. I, I think he's going to have at least equal value to Cup, if not more. Devonta Smith, that's a maybe. Um, and that's solely because of. AJ Brown basically and Goddard when Goddard's healthy. Burks, I want Burks above him. So like I might get I would probably give the DJ more Terry McLaren, Deontay Johnson. Like that's where I'm looking. I, I think I did offer Mike Evans uh for cup in a league. I got rejected. The person didn't want Mike Evans, but like my team is not good and their team was good. Uh I think they were heading to the number one seed, and it's like all right, um, that's fine. You, you you just take a hole in your lineup, I, you know. I I might 
I, I didn't think it was a bad offer because I was offering them something to at least give them a chance in the playoffs, but I can understand not taking it. <laughs> I would rather have Cooper Cup, but if you're a contender, look, sometimes you just got to take what you can get. Cooper Cup hasn't moved in that league, and the guy the guy messed, like put up that he wanted to move him, and he was looking for a receiver. He did not like my offer of Mike Evans. I said, okay. Like, sorry. It's going to be so specific, league to league, yeah. person to person, a trade for or for away with Cooper Cup. Andre Hopkins. Mike Williams. Somebody was talking about Mike Williams for Cup. And I was like, I mean, oh, my God. Team like, Clemson, big wide receiver and all, but no. No. Like, that's so low. That's so, so low. So low. I, I, okay. I, I don't mind trying. Have you guys tried to – have you tried to trade for Cup at all? I haven't yet. I should probably try that. I'm sure there's a a couple trades and they either want 23 firsts, which like, I don't necessarily mind giving up, um, but I'm probably not going to do that right now. Yeah. That value doesn't go away. Like that trade of Cooper cup for 23 firsts won't go away. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I've tried. I haven't been successful in adding him, but I'm also, but I'm also trying kind of low <laughs> well that's the but yeah but speaking of interesting i want to continue a conversation john and i had with one of our co-owners of a team uh matt price we were talking about trying to replace dallas goddard oh that's right you're bringing i don't remember who you're bringing <laughs> and we were just trying to figure out which tight end to trade for and it got to pat Fryermuth, and john and i were like why don't we just end this and I don't remember what it was, but Matt was just like, there is no way that gets far. Oh, no, it started with Matt sending offers without telling us. And No, we all knew we were all sending offers. Well, he didn't run the offer by us. <laughs> this, there was one he did not. And I was like, oh, shit, revoke, revoke. He revoke. sent, what was it? It was like Josh Jacobs, Dallas Goddard, and Calvin Ridley for yeah. at Fryermuth. Yeah. And... John and I were just like, wait, what? <laughs> All right. That's too much. And he was just like, that, honestly, that's going to get rejected, even if it was just out there anyway. No one's trading Frymouth for Jacob straight up. And like the price just in every time Matt typed in on his keyboard, it seemed like the price for Frymouth was going higher and higher in his mind. So like right away, I just said, well, I guess I'm bringing a tight end to, to Wall Street next week. So here we are, and I am. He likes Fryermuth. He likes the value of Fryermuth more than he, you and I do. So let's talk about the value of Fryermuth. The value of Pat Fryermuth, and I did click off the tight end premium button just to boost it a little bit to where Pat Fryermuth is worth twenty point five points, and a late twenty three first is worth twenty. So straightforward. Would you send a late twenty three first to go acquire Pat Fryermuth right now? I would not. In tight end premium, yes. I think I would. I wouldn't want to, but I think you'll get your points worth. And it's, I think he's at the place where he's one of those tight ends where you plug him in every single week and you feel fine about it. Like you don't, you're not scared. You're not, you know, worried he's going to bagel you. So like that's worth something to me. And a late first is that point where it's like, Maybe he's not really worth a late first, but you're not getting him for two seconds. So fine, just take my late first and let's keep going. Like if you lost Goddard or if and you were a completely competing team, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. 
See, this is what's going through my mind with a late 23 first. I'm thinking, would I rather have Pat Fryermuth or Michael Mayer? Right? So that's it's the tight end from Notre Dame who's probably going to end up going in your rookie drafts late first. Right? Um, and I would much rather have Pat Fryermuth. Um, so that's what's going through my mind. I have a late 23 first value on Michael Mayer. Um, and if I'd r- rather have Pat Fryermuth, then I would easily give up a late first for him. So points per game in tight end premium of, you know, trade addicts, which is 0.75. He, uh, Fryermuth is the tight end six coming in at 14.6 points per game, which, I mean, I feel like we should remove Travis Kelsey from this conversation <laughs> when we talk about tight ends, because it's, he's at 27.5 points and Mark Andrews at tight end two is at 18.9. Like, Holy geez. But I mean, everyone around, I mean, Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard, TJ Hawkinson, Zach Ertz, Friar Muth, Njoku, Kittle, Higby. It's just like this big of tight ends. I guess I put Friar Muth at the top of that. And maybe he, Jason Witten's his way into being a tight end. Well, keeping himself in the top 12 tight ends scoring wise every single season, which honestly would be great because we don't really seem to have that, you know, it's the tight end landscape is so freaking weird that maybe that safety is worth it anyway. That's kind of where I'm leaning. So let's I'll get take, to this. I'll take the pick and draft a wide receiver or running back with it. Yeah. I, yeah. I one for wanting the position is always a little tough, especially when you're talking picks and that specific. So let's get to this list, which was actually kind of hard to put together because I had to figure out who is in this cohort of tight ends that I kind of didn't put one together. I put a couple of different levels of tight end here. So here, let me just read the list and see if this worked or if it didn't. So the list is Pat Fryermuth, TJ Hawkinson, George Kittle, Cole Komet, and Dalton Schultz. To me, this was like a combination of guys that are up in that level of right on, of underneath that top tier. It is guys that are super steady and then guys that are building their way up into that tier maybe. Like I tried to put a couple of things together to see if I could make this interesting because usually tight end lists are not very interesting. Yes, this list is actually relatively easy for me. Go. Um, so I have Pat Fremuth at one. I have Hawk at two. Just because of age, I have Kittle at three. Um, and then there's a massive tear break after Kittle. Okay. Um, and then I guess Komet because he actually has a contract longer than this year. And then Dalton Schultz. So you left it in the order I read, which was alphabetical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, have the, I have the same list as Kane, except for I swapped the top two. I'd rather have Hawkinson than Fryermuth. I think it's relatively close, though. And also, I'm just a Vikings fan. So I don't, I don't, I'm a Vikings fan and a Hawk hater. So I'm just, I'd rather have Friar Muth. The Vikings have always actually used their tight ends pretty well though, right? I mean, like no. they well, have, if you combined, um, like Kyle Rudolph used to be a pretty steady tight end there. So as as like tight end 14. Cause he didn't catch, he only caught touchdowns. Kyle Rudolph was very good at catching touchdowns. It was like 20, 30 receptions a year. I think his like if, highest was really? like 45. If we go back to like Vicente Shanko, they were great at using this. No. 
not going that's back all there. we had baby that was what like kubiak days or something like that going all the way back uh, yeah okay so I'm my list me. honestly i have no freaking idea i probably should have done this before we started recording and be prepared for my you know section well to be honest i guess he i guess rudolph had more receptions than i thought Okay, well, I'm going to put TJ first. His last three years were 64, 39, 28. All right, so just which, that last year was bad. Yeah, the new coaching staff, you know, Didn't it want. is what it is. I'm going to put Hawkinson first because I think with the targets he's getting now on the new team, it might reinvigorate some of those Hawkinson people that will push him up a little higher because he came in with that capital with that hype and everything. And it might be here for those people, in which case you might be able to take a little bit of advantage of that. Plus he's getting targets. And I mean, let's all try and scrub this past Vikings game from our memories and, and just pretend that didn't happen. In which case Hawkinson had two really good games is on the team. So I'm, I'm willing to ride that. Fryermuth is easily next just because he's young, he's doing well. And, that offensive line can't get worse. Like, that's what I keep trying to convince myself. The offensive line in Pittsburgh can't get worse. I'm really, really stuck after this. Where do you put Kittle? <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm pretty out on him at this point. Like, I just, I don't, honestly, like, I want to put Dalton Schultz third because he is so freaking safe. I, They are going to resign him because Jerry loves himself some Emmett Smith and some uh, Jay Witt, uh, Witten, Jason Witten. And that's why he overpaid Zeke. And that's why he's going to pay Dalton Schultz because that's what he wants to do. And I don't know if Dalton Schultz would ever be any good on any other team, but I don't think it matters because he's going to do well on this team. I'm going to put Kittle next just because it's Kittle. We've seen him do it. We know what he's capable of. And usually he's just capable of missing a lot of games. But, yeah, he's really, really good. And honestly, like Cole Komet, he's good. He seems to be what Fields wants to run the passing game through. Though, the, again, this past game, it was very more spread around than it was the pre previous two games. And also, if you thought... Cole Komet was going to keep scoring multiple touchdowns every single game, and you were disappointed. I mean, this is this one's on you. I mean, Cole Komet's not scoring multiple touchdowns every single game. So while Cole Komet is probably working his way into that third-ish tier of tight ends for me, it's still below Kittle. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I'm going to stop talking before I try and mix up this list. I don't care that much about even more. But that's the end of all of this. So unless you guys have anything to add, which I'm getting some blank stares, we are going to close down the floor of Dynasty Wall Street. And One, no trade deadline. Banish it from your leagues. Two, come with a strong offer to start with, people. You Look. asked and then just continued on as if you got nothing. Oh, it looks like you, you, shook, you, no like you, like you shook your head no. And then, okay, I was wrong. First of all, if you... If you feel the need to have a trade deadline in your league, which there is no need, but if you feel like there is one, more power to you, make it the kickoff of the fantasy playoffs. There is no reason to have it right now. And I know there are a lot of leagues that are going to have it on Thanksgiving. Too soon. It's too soon. Way too soon. Ross Fisher at Dynasty Adams. John Bosch at John Bosch FF. Kane Fassell at Debbie underscore Kane. Ring the bell. We're out of here.